Hey, what's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business, the car should be business channel. My name is Jay. It's Wednesday. It's noon. That means it's time for live carrier advice, where we're going to talk about FMCSA, DOT. Uh, we can talk about equipment and much more. Whatever your question is, go ahead and put it in the live chat. And David says, trucks are good for two things, selling and working. No other advice needed. Well, that's a wrap. So thank you so much, David. Good call. Um, we got a couple items. We actually have a special guest today. Uh, Ziggy Keller with IATA. I mean, Ziggy's a legend in auto transport. And if autotransporteverything.com, the Facebook group, so much more. So Ziggy's going to join us. We're really excited to have him on the show. Let's check in with Brian and see how things are moving. Brian, can you see me and hear me okay? Good afternoon, Jay. Hey. Things are moving along fine. Oh, great. Hey. Where are we today? Uh, just north of Louisville, Kentucky. I spent the last four hours doing a uh, DOT compliance audit on a good client of mine. Oh, wow. Adam, they've been with me for four or five years now. And every time I come and visit, they get better and better. And now they don't have anything to worry about. And then... After we're done the show, I'm going to go back to play in truck driver with somebody's brand new 2023 uh, Pete 389 with a Cottrell CX09 going up to a body shop to get some custom chrome and paint work on it. And then head home and get ready for the uh, Midwest Regional Tow Show next weekend in Mason, Ohio. Yeah, I knew you had a show coming up. That's what I, and that was the, I think the blurb here. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, we're going to get to it because I wanted to know what show it was. You know, we're going to talk about IATA today, but before we get to that. Well, let's this see. is, yeah. this oh. is important. Yeah. And the, being a part of an association really helps you grow your business. And that's what I do these trade shows for, because this is an association association sponsored trade show I'm going to and speaking at and we're providing education to the members for free and, and I mean some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it but hey free is for me so that's the Midwest Toe Show right yep Midwest at the Great Toe Wolf show. Lodge in Mason Ohio okay and I just put the link in the live chat check that out so Brian you're speaking at the Midwest Toe Show uh, and I want to pull that up here. Let's see. Oh, by the way, I found this article on LinkedIn for an air bar. And I thought of you immediately. If you'd like to know more about NuVex air bar system, please follow the link below N U V E C H. And it's, it's a British company. Well, and there's actually a distributor here in the United States now right? for that product. Yes. You know, uh, you know this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zips.com. Uh, Zips.com. They're selling the air bar. And this has an application in the towing industry, but it has an application in the car haul industry. Oh, yeah. uh, um, car haulers get hit on the side of the road and have close calls when they're loading, when we're forced to load and unload in traffic and something like this might be worthwhile looking into to mount onto your trailer if you do a lot of on-street work. Yeah, it seemed like a great idea. Basically, yeah. So, yeah, this bar, is it inflatable? Is it metal? Yes. What is it? It's inflatable. It's inflatable so that 
Uh, if you look at that picture you have on the screen where it's mounted onto a car hauler, it's right by the control station. So you need to stand there and run the controls. And now instead of walking out and around it, you just bump into it. It bends out of the way as you walk past it. If wow. a car hits it, it's not going to damage the car that hits it. I mean, I could care less about damaging someone that almost right. ran me over. But we could be held liable for putting an obstruction into the travel oh, lane. Oh, yeah, so, you know, exactly. Lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's this reflective. Is I yeah. think they're even. I think they even have a lighted option that'll put some flashing lights yeah. on when it's I think deployed. This has got lights it, on it. It's just a piece of plastic that uh, pops out with air pressure. It just inflates like a balloon. It's brilliant. Oh, look, Julie! No way, Julie Delp, ladies and gentlemen, Julie Delp is in the live chat, and she just shared the price. I guess it's as low as seven hundred bucks. I don't know if you have okay. a link to that, Julie, but that is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I think this thing is awesome. I'm glad to see it. Um, right, and nobody gets hurt. Yes. Yeah. It's shoot. all about getting home at the end of the day. Yeah. We have a dangerous enough job. Let's take the uh, opportunity to make it better. I smell a sponsor. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, get the KY because... Oh, Kentucky targets commercial motor vehicles with driver-focused cameras. You know anything about this? Not really. I yeah. haven't kept up with that. Uh, I do know that automated enforcement of traffic laws is becoming much more common, so uh, I'm going to presume Kentucky is looking to catch maybe seatbelt or cell phone violations or work zone speeding, all the hot topics right now. I mean, everybody's watching the driver. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about IATA. Where you, you know, the what started this is the IATA meet and greet was in Lancaster, PA. Um, that was last month, and to help talk about it, we're going to bring in Ziggy Keller. I just want to mention here's a picture of uh, many folks at at, at IATA. You were you, obviously you're in this. Ziggy's in this. I want to learn more about IATA, the meet and greet. Let's bring in Ziggy right now. Let's do that. So. Uh, let's head up to camera one and mic check one, two, three. We're bringing in Ziggy. Again, feel free to jump in the live chat. Please do say hello and please help us welcome back to center stage on ATI Auto Business, Ziggy Keller. Ziggy, how are you, man? Good. How are you doing today, Jay? Great. It's great to see you. It's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Hey, Brian. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> most most folks know who you are. We 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 know Ziggy Keller. You're you're a name. You're a force in the industry. Um, I'm part of IATA. I've been there with you since the beginning. So, what do we want to get out? What do we want to know about IATA? I mean, I've constantly promoted association membership, no matter what trade you're in. You want to be with like-minded business folks. It just helps you grow and learn and helps the industry. Uh, we, we had the meet and greet in Lancaster where we had about 20% of our active membership uh, uh, participate. We had the whole board there, plus the insurance company that writes the exclusive member benefit insurance programs. And so what do you want us to know about IATA? Well, we also had a service there and we also had the PA state police trying to point out things that are going on. What we're trying to do at IATA is we're trying to bring people together, like-minded people, as you say. 
Um, right now, it's hugely acting more like a um, purchasing group than anything. Our ultimate goal is to get people together that can help each other network and pretty much share work within the own group. When I had my trucks, I had grabbed loads from several other IATA members because they know that I'm going to do it right. They pay me more than it might be on Central for, something like that. There's, there's benefits to it when you start talking to these people daily, or not daily, but as needed. Um, you build friendships, you build alliances, you build real hardcore working relationships that can help you at any point of your business. Well said. I, I agree with everything there. And uh, so what type of benefits do we have? Uh, as a founder, I should know a lot of this and I do know some of it, but I know that you and Michelle deal with this much more than anybody else in the group. So I know we have insurance, tire purchasing, cell phone discounts. Uh, the insurance really intrigues me because uh, we're, we're going for the best of the best carriers so that we can get you the best possible rate with great coverage. But what all do we have? Um, we have the things you had mentioned. Our initial draw, what seemed to bring people in was the Continental discount, which we have revived. It's a little bit different now than it was before, but now it can be used at any truck stop, any Continental dealer in the country. Um, you have to pre-qualify a little bit better because they want to make sure that they're not extending credit to people that are known to be a problem. So you have to have a Dun & Bradstreet number for them to pre-qualify you. And it's been, the tire price now is better than what we were getting at IATA alone. The IATA program was shut down because too many people gave the code away to their friends and family, so to speak. And we were getting purchases, large quantity purchases from cities and from trucking companies that have nothing to do with uh, car haul. So when they noticed that, they noticed they had to be shut down and we found another way to secure it a whole lot better. Um, on top of that, the big draw now seems to be the insurance. The insurance, we have insurance for your company to haul cars, for your trucks, for your drivers, for your equipment, for uh, your collateral that you're moving. And it's significantly better priced than almost anything we can find out there. Um, on top of that, we have life insurance and health insurance now available to the drivers. It's something that a lot of companies can't afford to provide that service or that benefit, but now they can because they don't have to partake in uh, paying for any of it. They can pass all of it on to the driver or portion of it on to the driver, whatever they want to do. Um, it, go ahead. The health insurance is what has intrigued me because... Health insurance is important, and a lot of small businesses, and most of my clients are small businesses, it's been unattainable before. And so the health, the health insurance program that they offer is comparable to some of your big-name Blue Cross Blue Shield-type plans at an affordable price. So that, that really had me interested at the meet-and-greet when uh, Andrea was talking about the insurance. Well, Michelle and I have a Blue Cross product, which we're getting ready to get rid of because of the program, and it costs me $2,400 a month. The same type of coverage from what we can compare them to, it's going to cost me around 1600 a month for a family plan. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but to go from twenty four to sixteen, 
That's $800 towards my bourbon money, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I've got a Blue Cross product myself, and it's just my wife and I, so just uh, primary plus the spouse, and we're spending $1,200 a month without any pre-existing health issues other than I'm a little fat. Uh, and so, yeah, this is at crazy uh, pricing. It is. It is. It's stuff that... Um, single programs are significantly less if you're just a driver looking to cover yourself. But family programs, they can cost a little bit more. I have special needs, so I have to go for the Cadillac program. Um, not only do I have cancer, which everybody seems to know about, but I also have diabetes. So the, the constant cash flow just to maintain my insulin and my pump supplies, um, a lot of insurance companies don't cover parts of that so we found out that we're going to be paying ten dollars a bottle for insulin which to me is just crazy i mean it's to go from 95 dollars with insurance to ten dollars it just doesn't make sense to me it's i mean if i was a drug addict they give me narcan for free but because i'm not a drug <laughs> addict i've got to pay for everything yes and that is a heck of a price savings. And uh, so we have some awesome benefits that way. My favorite benefit is just talking to people and the access we have. I mean, together, we've got a couple hundred years of experience in transportation, auto transport specifically. And you have access to that just by picking up the phone and giving John or Derek or one of us a call. We're happy to answer your questions. That is such a good point. Oh, I think we Ziggy. just lost Ziggy for a minute. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's such a good point. Ziggy, what were you going to say? I was going to say that the networking helps out a lot, and it seems that people are forgetting about the old school relationships. You shake a man's hand, it means something. Sure. I mean, when I see you, Brian, I didn't, I didn't ask you for a contract of any sort to talk like this. You and I talk, we gather, we share, we try to help people that we can there's no there's no magic here it's well i guess there is magic there's magic in bringing back the good old way of doing things that worked and established most of the companies that are successful long term in here well a lot of folks complain about rates and the uh, uh adversarial relationships they have with brokers and whatnot and a lot of that can be avoided by building a relation and having a relational uh, uh, set up instead of a transactional setup. And well, just today, the audit I did this morning, we were, Jay asked me what I was doing, and I was auditing a customer I've had for several years. This is somebody that you met completely outside of auto transport and then introduced me. And you know, I've done business with Chris for five years now on not even a handshake, a telephone call, because I've yet to meet the man face-to-face -face that owns the company I'm doing the audits for. And I didn't know that. it is about <laughs> relations. Yeah, I, I, I had lunch with his brother today, but I have yet to actually meet him face-to-face -face in five years. But you build that relationship, and it's all about trust. And I, I hope that some of my other clients that are watch this show and are in the chat will say the same thing about me. I've got folks all around the country that I know and some of you have I've become friends with and that's what I think makes a much more successful business. Yeah, I think that the discounts we provide 
are a tickler, but I think what you're saying is absolutely a good point that having the momentum to be able to call up industry experts, people that have done everything we've done and more, um, it's, it helped me grow my business to a point where it was worth enough to sell. And oh, yeah. I mean, people know that I sold out, so there's no hidden fact there. But it only happened because when they looked at the books, they're like, how do you maintain such a high profit margin? And when I'm buying everything at wholesale, when I'm buying, when I have to pay the same for a tire that Hanson and Atkins does per se, I'm not sure of their price, but I believe we're pretty comparable in our pricing, which they pay also. And they've got, what, a thousand trucks? Right. And that makes a big difference. That's the advantages that you get by being part of something. And yeah, well, just look at, at the event. We had Dave Gellinger from Worldwide Equipment Sales speak about trucks and the folks that are there have a pretty good understanding of what the next 18 months are going to look like for truck availability. He helped two members that were there with some issues they were having with Peterbilt that he has access like nobody else does to take care of. And so by being part of something like this, you may not even think about it, but you might be able to jump ahead in the service line one day just because you know somebody that's part of the association. And these are all the things that will help us stay in business because it's no secret that rates are depressed right now and it doesn't look like it's getting much better. So you've got to figure out how you're going to survive. And this is how you learn and, and this is how you do it in, in groups with other people. There seems to be a feeding frenzy of brokers slash non-broker dispatchers right now going on in the groups. Everybody begging for um, freight out of nashville area going all over the east coast up and down and they're literally asking for people to sign on for five or six months but they don't even have a contract yet they're they're going to go to the captives and say well i've got 15 trucks ready to go but they don't really have one truck ready to go because mm -hmm. they're not in the they don't own metal they right. are sitting there they've never dealt with cars it's like when UPS came in in the repo industry to help ship the cars to auction. <laughs> U UPS is good at putting a whole bunch of boxes together in the back of a truck. But when you're dealing with cars and trucks and SUVs and other things, it's not the same as loading 3,700 boxes in the back of a 53-foot van. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, it's, you're preaching. I know. And some people don't realize the patrol officer from Pennsylvania State Police, he said he's looking for very specific things. He's not at Mannheim to mess with the big car haulers, our 9 and 10s, even our 7s and our high mounts. He's there looking for the egregious violations of a lot of the wedge, wedge trailers because half of them don't have numbers on their door. And when you're towing a trailer that is obviously over 10,000 pounds, that alerts them real quick, and he brought that up as well as he knows certain things which each and every company does and doesn't do. I I think he was absolutely helpful as hell for me if I was running my business to know what he's looking for. Oh, you know sure. what to that's, avoid. That's why we brought him in, and that's why I've built a relationship with Trooper Barnett. And uh, uh, 
because he's not looking to jam up the people that are doing it right and are trying to do it right. And unfortunately, that's part of what drives our rates down in any industry is the people that are cutting corners and then underselling themselves to to depress the rates. And so it's no secret and we, we don't pick on wedges on this show, but it's no secret that there's a lot of them out there that either through ignorance and I'm not being insulting, but they just don't know any better or deliberately they uh, uh, or deliberately they are trying to get around the rules. And that's what the enforcement community is looking for is the people that are deliberately trying to do something wrong. And yeah, it was great I to learn. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he touched on quite a few things that help all of us, and that that alone was worth the cost of getting a room and coming down for the the day is to have a motor carrier enforcement supervisor, and he supervises uh, Chester and uh, uh, I think it was Chester and Lancaster counties. He supervises that area, which includes the Mannheim Auto Auction. So having it come right from the supervisor's mouth is priceless to know what motor carrier enforcement is looking for. Absolutely. Another great point. You just want to think like, what if, uh, let's say you hadn't been to uh, an IATA event before, and you know how you get that, that, that first-timer anxiety, right? Oh my gosh, what do I do? Who do I talk to? What do I say? Um, what is, are there some ideas for like a first-timer? Like, ask us, ask I don't know. Ask me about this. Ask Brian about this. What are you looking for? How would you navigate? What, what advice would you give to a first timer that, you know, is interested but doesn't know where to start? Walk up and shake somebody's hand and introduce yourself. We're all there for the same reasons. We're all there trying to do better. So walk up, shake somebody's hand, say, hey, I'm Jay. Hey, I'm Ziggy. Hey, I'm Brian. Whatever. And you start out that way, and that's how you build a relationship. A lot of these three-car wedges don't understand. They want to they want to go buy a pickup truck, which they're driving their family around during the with on the weekends, and they want to stay close to home, and they want to have a five-car trailer on the back of a one-ton truck, and then they want to be able to say, "Well, I'm a car hauler." Well, you're far from it when your five-car trailer doesn't even have DOT numbers on it. Blah 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 blah. It, it's we're not looking to help people that are trying to sidescape things, but if somebody's trying to do it right, we'll tell them where they're doing it wrong because that's the only way you're going to be able to get past it. That's so, great. I'm going to bring in Ty as we continue this conversation because that's what we try to do here too is rather than uh, just jumping in with your five car and your truck from the weekends, ask us first if it's... <laughs> Is that a good idea? Where'd you get that idea, first of all? What are you trying to accomplish? Here comes Ty. All right, Ty, I kept you in the waiting room. That was 20 minutes. But you're used to that here on ATI. We do that. Yeah, no, and it was good, too, because, uh, you know, I feel like Ron the other night on New, New York Traffic, Inc., Ron, when he came on and we had Joe and John and a couple other guys, and he said, man, I don't know that I even belong here. Brian and Ziggy just knocked it right out of the park. <clears throat> Good job, guys. This is pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, this is. Thank you, Ty. This time is flying because, I mean, this is really important stuff. 
Well, with, with anything, you can't presume you know it all. Not any one of us on this uh, show right now know it all. We all know a little bit about our areas, some a little more than others. Some we've learned from experience, some we've learned academically. But I learn from talking to people every day. People learn from me, I hope. And that's what it's all about is the fellowship. We, we've become so me-centered, so self-centered that we've forgotten that there are other people walking the same walk, having the same struggles. And I'm not saying you give your next-door neighbor competitor the secret sauce, but there's nothing wrong with sharing with people throughout the industry because it makes the whole industry better. And if we can make it better, it's good for all of us. So it 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 never hurts to have a couple of friends doing what you want to do that you get to know. Stop and ask the questions before you do it. Well, with my company, I still employed your company, Brian, because I I can handle certain parts of it. But there's parts that for me to become as versed as you are in the FMCSA rules, it's going to take me years to even come close to catching up with you. And you're going to be years ahead because of the changes that come into effect in the meantime. Sure. Uh, operating a company, you need to know what the rules are, but you need awareness. You don't need to be in all the details. That's the same reason why we hire an attorney. Sure, you can legally represent yourself in court, court on a lot of uh, things, but hire that professional that knows the procedure and the, the nuances to make it happen. Just like a data queue challenge. I file them for $125. It's something you can do yourself for free, but I know the language that FMCSA wants to see when they're reviewing that challenge, or I can tell you it's a complete waste of your time because it's a legitimate violation. And so it's the same reason we want our customers to hire us to haul their car because we know what we're doing and we don't want the customer helping us because we know what we're doing and they may not. It's the same reason you, you join an association and you hire a compliance expert and you talk to your insurance agent for their guidance and on and on. It, it just helps you get better at what you do so you can focus on doing what you do best, which is selling your services to somebody or driving your truck or whatever it is that you excel at. There you go. One of the things guys that uh, I was listening to and I, I was thinking because of we've we, ATI's had the opportunity to hit a bunch of different conferences. And for example, like digital dealer, used car week, NIADA, IAA, IARA, the auction stuff. And as I was listening to Ziggy talk about, you know, there's, his business was profitable. Uh, here's some of the reasons why, you know, the, this, the things that come with the IOTA program enabled him to save expenses over here. And where I'm going with this conference conversation is, is uh, we've, I've seen like firsthand, like really saw live how it happened and the, the handshake thing that you guys are talking about at these conferences, I've seen actual say a broker, I'll go with broker. I'll use uh, I'll use pre-owned auto logistics at the conference. They shake a hand with somebody who has nothing to do with hauling cars, zero. And now they've made that relationship with maybe the dealer, maybe the auction. And the next time that dealer, that auction thinks, wow, I need something moved. I'm going to get a hold of IOTA. Does that make sense at all? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, when, when Jay opened this up, he had asked the question, what does the first timer when they go to an IATA meet and greet do? I was going to say you sit at a table with people you don't know. So even if you're not the first timer, if you've been there before, you've been to an event before, don't go sit with your buddies at the table. I do trade shows, probably 20, hey, 25 man. of them a year. Sit with the people you don't know. That's how you make new relationships. Yeah. Which, no, no, I just want to dive in. It's hard in the moment and it's a split second decision where you de decide where you're going to sit down and eat and it's just it's a, it's a, it's an odd moment but if you're able to somehow put your plate down at a table full of people that they look okay but they also look a little strange have a seat start to eat and then try to say something not completely stupid and it's amazing what happens next <laughs> Yeah, usually you're, you're biting your tongue for the stupid stuff you said. <laughs> but no, even even at the IATA meeting, we had a certus want to come, so they came and they stood up and spoke. They're not the they're not the devil. If you can show me a broker that you want to hold it against because you took a load that was too cheap, that's on you. They didn't hold the gun to your head. Stop taking substandard rates. It's up to the truck owners to stop it. They, they, they're for-profit business. The more they make on every load, the more their spreadsheet looks good to the people behind the money, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to overpay for anything. Well, neither do they. They're purchasing transportation services off of, off of you, the truck owner, and so they're going to give you the lowest possible dollar they can to get the job done to their standard. And... It is up to us as the owners of the businesses. If I go out of business because I can't pay my, my bills consulting, well, that's on nobody but me because I didn't sell my service at a, a appropriate price structure and on and on. It's all the same. It's like you selling advertising on the channel, Jay. You got to get X amount to make it work or you don't do it. People need to stop passing the buck as far as, far as blame goes, whether it be, I mean, I get calls at three o'clock in the morning. Can I sign up for auto right now? I got a truck on the side of the road. And if, if I do anything else this year, it's probably going to be get rid of the phone number I have because it just rings at the most inopportune times. I've had two people dial already call in and mm -hmm. I know who they are and I know what they want and I'm ignoring them because I'm pre- yeah, I mean, I'm in this. I'm doing this right now. <laughs> yes. But long story short, it's it's not something that you should do at the last minute. You should plan your business out. Your business plan should have ways to make money, ways to save money. People ask me, how much does it cost you per mile to run? Back when fuel was $3 a gallon, I was at two seventy six a mile. That's what it cost me to run. Because I include everything, the driver's salary, the insurance costs, the pens and pencils in the office, the toilet paper in the office. It ha the money has to come out of someplace. Unless you include every well, single expense, you never know your true cost per mile. And that's how you know you can't take that rate, right? Because right. you know your numbers. We always come back to that. Exactly. Yep. Knowing your numbers is critical. It's more important than being a proficient driver 
being a great salesman, a smooth talker, is knowing your numbers. So we'll take that 276 a mile, and then you have to have that margin that I want to make. My goal is to spend money to make money. I want to make my 15% or my 18% or my 20%. So now we'll go 270. So now you've got to add another 48 to 50 cents on top of that. So that sets your base set. 320 a mile, 318 a mile, 314, whatever your numbers are. And don't just say, oh, 276 is the magic number. No, it's your cost, your number, what you need. So profit's not a dirty word either. So you have to build in the margin. Otherwise, why not just put the money you spent on that uh, truck and trailer into a 401k and let it grow and make six, seven, twelve percent in a good year, and not have any risk or headache. Well, people were asking how much does it cost to build a truck, and they ask it all the time in the groups. And I, I'm going with the knowledge I have because I built two trucks right before I sold my business. I paid for two trucks, brand new. One had eight thousand miles on it when I sold the business, so they were brand new trucks, and they cost me around three sixty each to build. Well, with the inflation rates on the truck chassis alone that David was explaining at the IATA meeting, he believes that they're going to be over $400,000 to buy a new truck. That's You better know your numbers or you're just literally peeing into a fan expecting not to get hit. Exactly. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) That was an awesome visual, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's he's right. It, you have to know certain things. You cannot succeed. It's it's. I mean, everybody has an opportunity to succeed or to fail. But these guys that come in, yeah, I bought a nine car truck. I don't have my CDL. Will you put me on? And I'll run under my brother's license. That shit don't work. If you're basing your income on doing things half ass, expect a half ass return. it's just like i'm buying a truck where do i find a driver well your first truck is not something to put a hired driver in normally no there are some people that make a success out of it i know that you bought tractor trailers long before you had a commercial driver's license and you were successful but you also had 20 some years of running other businesses and you knew how to manage employees and invest and, and run a business but There are people that try to buy a truck and a trailer as a side hustle, and they're going to put a driver in it. And there's just not enough margin in a single truck and trailer to make it worth the risk and exposure you have and put the money in your pocket. Uh, Hired drivers, start a small fleet. Sure, then you never have to turn a wheel yourself as a truck driver. But one truck, one trailer, probably not going to work. I was up at yeah, totally. Go ahead. I was up at Carvana. Well, I call it Carvana now, Odessa in Cicero. <laughs> I was out there the other day, and the guy came in with a 2500 with a four-car double stack. Well, it's one of the four-car um, with two levels on it from from uh, Kaufman. And I'm like, dude, how do you do it? He goes, that's why I run at night. I was out there <laughs> at night, and he says, I run at night. And he goes, I don't have any problems at all. It's a 2,500 towing 20,000 pounds. Well, the, the problem with that is not even getting caught by DOT. What happens when you can't stop 
and you run somebody over, you hit somebody, and you're doing it wrong. And well, now, if you happen to own a house and maybe have some money in the bank, you lose it because you should have known better as a professional truck driver. Even without a CDL, you're still selling your services as a professional operator. And this is why we can't cut corners is the liability factor. You, you use the wrong piece of equipment for the wrong job and something happens, you are negligent. And they can and will take your house, they'll attach your retirement plan, they'll attach everything you have, and you're left with nothing. And it's just not worth the risk to cut the corners and do things halfway. It just isn't. You can't get away with it anymore. It's not a long-term uh, strategy for business. It's it's a no. short-term, short thought, and it's just it doesn't work out. It just doesn't. I mean, one out of a million of those work out. So it's the other 999,999 that fail for you to succeed. So I was asked, where do do people get this idea? Where do so many people get this same idea? Facebook. I make so much money. I'm a car hauler. That's it, isn't it? Thanks, guys. Every Every time you see that, you're like, great job. That's why I say to Sue... You know, she'll she'll have like a great week. I'm like, well, it's time to make a video. <laughs> but but I you're a, right. Quick Social question. media oh. stuff that happens. Go ahead, yeah. Ty. No, I was just curious. Are you? What are you guys seeing? Last night on the show, there's kind of it feels like anyway. I could be wrong, but it feels like there's maybe less people trying to dive into this. So the question I would have for Ziggy and Brian would be. How has enrollment been looking, say, compared to 2020 or maybe to current 2021? We're starting to get higher enrollment in IATA because of the insurance. The insurance is something that Mike Paplinski from uh, Harding Brooks put together. He did it in the repo industry, and he writes a tremendous amount of business in the repo industry. And after he lives right here in Syracuse, and we know each other from other avenues. But long story short. He believes that the program that he has for car haulers, um, we we have one company, I can't say names for different reasons, but we have one company that was paying $400,000 for their insurance for 20 trucks. He brought them down to less than $200,000. There's wow. a company that has 100 trucks, pays a million plus per year in insurance, okay, because of his driver's records, because of... Everything he does, he, he moves a tremendous amount of freight. He's always got millions of dollars of freight on his hundred trucks. He saved over a hundred thousand dollars. There are people that wanted me dead when I started IATA. <clears throat> Some of those people are now part of IATA. So so the other half of your question, Ty, is enrollment is up in the association because it's a survival thing and we're we're hoping that they will see the benefit and stay beyond this immediate crisis of rates and freight availability and truck costs. But on the other side, my business at Fleet Compliance Solutions, your dotguy.com, we're seeing a downtick. I was processing 
several new authority applications a week couldn't keep up with it was about ready to hire an administrative person just to do new authority applications and then a couple of things happened fuel started going up and we're seeing a sharp decline i've only done two new authority applications in the last 30 days and so I'm seeing a lot less people in the statistics speak as well. We were up to 40 some thousand DOT numbers issued uh, uh, monthly. Uh, was it monthly? I don't have the sheet in front of me. But anyhow, DOT is seeing a sharp decline. And they also have had over 9,000 authorities voluntarily revoked in the last 30 or i mean the last 90 days so we're seeing companies go out of business like crazy and we're seeing companies not decide not to open right now so that well, should help the long-term game well that makes total sense i mean iota is here to help you be successful in the business brian's here to get you into the business so when we hear brian say something different than ziggy it makes sense because this is what we we're talking about last night and i've been talking about it for a while matter of fact at the iara i'm sitting in a committee room with the big banks the big finance the big remarketer guys and they're all talking about worried about ev and i said i think you got a bigger problem than ev i think you're going to have a shortage of carriers and as soon as i said it, you literally watch all their eyes they just like what did he just say and i think see so i see it as opportunity and I see it as good. And the reason I see it that way is because to me, if we can kind of narrow that gate or kind of just half barely open that gate for the new entries to come in, we, we have a better opportunity, in my opinion, to educate them, move them towards IOTA. This is the company, the gang, the group you want to be a part of so that that way you can make it. And I, th I think I think that it's starting to get out that we're going to have and we being financial institutions, remarketers, big fleet companies are starting to see I can't get this stuff moved like I used to. You're right. And, and we're having a market correction and eventually the amount of transport capacity will match closely the freight capacity. And then we'd have a chance to educate and better inform the transporter and the vehicle shipper, your, your vehicle source, as to each other's needs, desires, wants, whatever. And an educated business person always makes a bet. And I'm not talking about college education. I'm talking about knowing your industry, knowing your numbers. I've talked about it on this show many a times when we were running our trucks, we did primarily red carpet lease returns for Ford Motor Credit. And so I bought the reports to know how many cars Ford leased in my market. And then I could predict 24, 36 months out how many were going to be turned back in. It was beautiful because the numbers were pretty darn accurate to what we ended up hauling and i didn't have to stress i knew what the work was there as long as i did my job and kept the contract i knew okay and uh, need to find a truck need to find a driver or eh, it's slowing down so when tommy quit i don't need to replace him because i know in in two months the work's gonna drop off because they didn't lease this many cars that quarter and, and that stuff's important to know it really is uh, Follow the trends and the data in your segment of the industry. Yeah, a lot of these yeah. people don't have enough enough education to um, do what you did, and that's why you were so successful. You 
you could still be in it if you wanted. You and I both know that, Brian. And you have the knowledge, you have the ability, you have the capacity, you have all of it. And there's still things which you and I disagree on, which is fine. I, I love having, I love hashing stuff out with you. It doesn't mean I'm going to win or lose, or either one of us is going to win or lose. It just means we're going to see things differently. And it doesn't even mean that we're right or wrong. It's just we yeah, have right? different points of views on certain things. Yeah, and it's until we stop fighting over things that we know we're wrong on, we're never going to be able to get better at what we do. I sure. mean, I used to have a habit of even when I was wrong, I'd argue a lot more. But, nah, I think a little bit of age has combat little wrestler down, if you know what I mean. If you had asked me 15 years to that, yeah, right. Yes. If if you had asked me 15 (laughs) years ago, if I would have ever been willingly in the same room with Ziggy, I would have told you you're absolutely batshit crazy. So, yes, (laughs) it's uh, uh, things. We know each other from previous business. We've we've known each other or of each other for probably 20 years or better. Right. Wow. That's cool. That is cool. Even when we had disagreements back in the day, which he still thinks it was me, it was my brother he had an argument with. <laughs> but Not the brother short, thing he... again. Yeah. No, my brother used to work for me, and we did the best we could, and now we're no longer partners. Yes. But yes, it, Water it, under the we all can learn from each other. We really yeah. can. And that's what this is all about, is education. I'm not telling you that what I say is even the only way to run a safety management program in your company or that I'm not holding you above minimum compliance because that's what I do. And so there's always something you can learn from somebody. Yep. Um, I got a quick question for you guys. Are you, did I hear you guys are planning another meet and greet somewhere along the way? We're probably going to be annual on them right now. It's a tremendous thing to have to set up. And we, we did it a little bit wrong. It was beginners, yeah, I mean, lack of what have you. But just having it wide open like we did allowed people to com- it, commit to coming and then not show up because they had nothing invested. So in the mm. future, we'll probably have a minimum deposit to hold your spot so we can better prepare for food, drinks, whatever. Um, even souvenirs, like everybody gives away pens or bottle openers or whatever. How many do you bring in? It, it's, it was a handful to set up, but we did really good. We, we were very happy with how it turned out. Um, oh, yes. To have and, the companies we had there, was, it was just phenomenal. And, and if you haven't met any of us yet and you want to meet a couple of us face-to-face, in November, the American Towman uh, Baltimore Tow Exposition, uh, IATA has a booth there right next to the worldwide equipment sales booth and so you can come on down you can meet dave gellinger from worldwide he's the man you want to talk to if you want to buy a cottrell or peterbilt and uh ziggy and michelle and john and they'll be over there at the booth and so you can come by and learn about iota meet some of us i will be there working the show for american toman magazine where i'm the business editor but i'll be around to answer questions and so just because we're not going to do another meet and greet of our own until next year, you can still have a chance to come out and meet the IOTA group face to face and uh, 
talk business. That's AT Exposition Baltimore in November? Correct. Yes. Cool. All right, I just got the link to that in the live chat. Um, and so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, November 17, 18, 19, in Baltimore. Yeah. You have to pre-register for that show, but the boss and one attendee can get on the show floor for free. Now, if you want to hear me speak at that show, I'll be doing a seminar on maintaining aging equipment and how preventative maintenance is your friend when you have to extend your life cycle, which we all have to, because trucks are not as easy to get right now. Uh, I'll be doing that. There is a $75 fee. I believe it's 75. It might be up to 125, but there is a fee to attend the educational conferences, but the actual admittance to the show floor. Now this is again, a towing industry focused show, but there is stuff there for everybody. And there's insurance companies and uh, camera companies and safety programs and equipment. In fact, that air bar you open the show with Jay, that'll be on display there in the Zips AW Direct booth. I'm sure of it. It was there last year. And so there's stuff there you can learn and there's suppliers and people you can talk to. And it's a good time. Again, it's all about that fellowship. I've made a lot of contacts through the Baltimore Toe Show in the last 30 years of being in and out of the businesses. Um, it's it's absolutely run top shelf. That's high class. To get to that point, it's like, holy cow. Um, it's not something like we held. It's This is the Baltimore Convention Center. This is every hotel within 100 miles is sold out. It is highly attended. It is is it not the biggest tow show to have, Brian? I, be- I believe it is. It's the largest one American Towman Magazine does, and it's probably the most well-attended one in North America. We, we bring in approximately 10,000 attendees over the uh, three days of the show. 10,000 people. Uh, that's significant. It really is. And And even if you're into the salvage transport, IAA and Copart set up a booth there and you can talk to them about doing work. Uh, You can complain to them about what's wrong with doing work or loading at their facilities. There are people there that you can network with as an auto transport professional that are worth the time and effort to attend the show. You know what's interesting is that same week, Ty and I will be in San Diego at Used Car Week. Okay. A different view of auto transport, automotive, etc. But um, what we've learned is no matter what trade show you go to, there's a similar set of skills that you want to employ. You want to be thinking about your business. You want to network. Set down that plate at a table with people you don't know and try to talk to them. That's what it's all about, Jay. Yeah, and there's there's actually vendors there that run out bars for cigar smoking night. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. I know that Worldwide does, they basically buy a bar for the night and give everybody so many tickets to go on there and have a few drinks. It's really, really a place to network. And that's... Oh, sure. Someday we hope to bring up IATA to a point of being more networkable than it already is, but that's what you... You set your goals based on the su- successful people, not the failures. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. There's so many people that fail every day. Don't want to be like them. Want to be like the people that are successful. It's pretty simple. Right. Right. 
you you surround yourself with the people that are doing what you want it's the proximity principle you you get near to if you want if you got one truck and you want to have three or four you get near people that have three or four or five trucks and you learn from them you got three or four or five trucks and you want to go to 15 you get near to people that have 15 and 20 and you learn from them and that's just the way you do it anything you want to do you you want to a lot of us that wanted to be a truck driver, we learned from talking to other truck drivers, maybe an uncle, maybe a grandpa, maybe a dad, maybe a neighbor down the street is what you got into it with. That's just how you learn is as, as much as those of us that are attracted to trucking are loners. We really do need the the uh, the camaraderie and the fellowship of other like minded professionals. Gentlemen, this has been an awesome gathering. Um, I'm really glad we did this. I would highly recommend we do another one. Yeah. Um, let's find the right time. Maybe as we're leading up to our November shows, we can do another... Uh... Sure. Um, before Ty's, we wrap... Ty's muted. But before we wrap, are there any questions in the live chat that need to be addressed? You know, I don't think so. Um, nobody had anything direct. I mean, we've had, you know, people have been watching. Um, and Julie, Julie wins the um, live chat participant of the day. Um, just, you know, I, I really appreciate it. It's great to see. We know Julie. Ju and I forgot, what's the name of Julie's company again? I can't... Nationwide. Nationwide. Okay. Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, Omaha. Is it Nationwide Omaha. Auto Transport? Yeah. Julie Mark Delf. <laughs> nationwide. Uh, asset. I don't know. They, last, uh, they may still have some trucks. NWAT. There we go. I found yeah. the link. I'm putting that link. in the live chat. Yeah. Julie's great. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you, Julie, for saying Julie that. is great. Yeah. yeah she we is love great. Julie. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. I, I was going to say, what I was going to say is, I was like, Ty, text her and let's get her back on ATI. But, you know, I, now I said it live. Cat's out of the bag. Whoops. Yeah, darn it. But um, Next Tuesday night, we got a hold of Phil. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, and you know what? I came up with an idea. You know what my idea was? What? Based on what we were talking about, we did yeah. these live meetings live kind of thing. And we're, we're, Sorry, guys. We're holding Brian and Ziggy like hostage <laughs> to our meeting. Line. They're like, we got to go. Like, Dude. Um, but I'll just say this. Um, what digital auctions are going to digital dealer? Huh? Mm -hmm. Good question. Yeah, I'll find out. I'll be there. Yeah, so we'll be there. So, um, gentlemen, thank you so much. Okay, so, Brian, we got another show in two weeks. Yep. Um, any ideas? Welcome. Um and uh, well, here's what I was going to say is that like that officer you talked about or mm -hmm. any other resources, because you're totally right. Just that officer is worth the price of the ticket. If there's anybody in the, you know, your network that you think would make a great guest on live carrier advice on ATI, love to have them. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to work on getting some insurance folks on here to oh, do some Q&A and talk about that because insurance is a very misunderstood product. So mm -hmm. we'll do, we'll, we could do an interview and then uh, open up into discussion, bring Z, Ziggy back for that if he's 
So inclined. And, uh, oh, we're still live? I'm around still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Th thank you for entertaining us today, Ziggy. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ziggy. Today, guys. See you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Take care, guys. Take care. Right. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, and Brian, so we'll see you back in two weeks. Yes, and sir. And then, um, shoot, until then, uh, keep on trucking and, and uh, let me know if there's anything. And, you know, thanks we, for commenting thanks. on those. I love it when I send you, like, this guy commented, and I don't have to bother commenting, and I know you got it taken care of. I love it so much. Yeah, that's really what I was going to say. Don't forget. Put your comments in the show notes or yeah. email us at onair, all one word, O-N-A-I-R, at yourdotguy.com, and we will get back to you. It may take me a day or two, but we will get back to you with an answer. Okay. Uh, links in the live chat. Brian, thank you so much, man. Have a great day. I appreciate it. You too, Jay. Catch all you later. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. See ya.